Well, hello, everybody. I am so thrilled to be back with you this week. My name is Andy, and this is Magic Through My Eyes. If you've never been here before, this show is a Disney podcast all about the magic and wonder of Disney in all its unique expressions from my perspective. Truly a Disney lover, Disney nerd, Disney enthusiast, all of the words could be used (laughs) uh, to describe my love for Disney. So I am just so excited that you're here with me today. Um, I just wanted to say a quick Happy New Year and uh, Merry Belated Christmas to everyone. The holidays were so sweet and I hope that yours were too and I am just so thrilled to be going into a new year obviously and um, not only a new year but a new season And I am just so thrilled that this show, Magic Through My Eyes, is going to be part of that for the whole year this year in 2022. And I am so honored that you would come along with me for the journey. So today, I am so excited to delve into this topic with you. Today, we are diving into the topic of Disney short films. And this will actually not include Pixar short films. That will be getting its own episode later. So today we are focusing just on the short films that have come out of Disney animation. And I truly love the creative characters, the like film scores and music that goes along with some of these and the stories um, that come out of these are really fun and really special. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things, some history, and then also some of my very favorites. And I can't wait to dive into it with you. So here we go. Let's talk about Disney short films. So first and foremost, we have to start at the very beginning and going into the history of Disney short films. I feel like when you go and are on, let's say you go on Disney Plus and you look up some different short films, uh, it doesn't give you a good representation of just how many there are. Uh, Doing research for this episode got me like really excited for what we were going to talk about. And I was looking at this extensive list of all the shorts that were created starting in the 1920s with Walt Disney. And there are actually over 500 short films and that Disney has created over the years, which is just insane to me. Um, They tell innovative stories, they experiment with new technologies, and in my opinion, have created some of the most beloved Disney characters that we know. Um, The Disney brothers were in the business of making animated short films before the Walt Disney Company even began. Their very first short films they created were in the early 1920s. They were called Laughograms, which was also the name of their animation studio, Laughogram Studio. Walt Disney directed his first ever animated short film in 1921. Holy cow, that was over a hundred years ago now. Because it's, well, I'm recording this on January 1st, so it's 2022. A hundred years ago, Walt Disney directed his very first short film. That is insane. It was called Kansas City's Spring Cleanup. 
And another popular series that they made was uh, called The Alice Comedies. This was a live-action animation hybrid set of stories about Alice, who was live-action, who would go on adventures in an animated world, borrowing from the concept of Alice in Wonderland. Um, another character that was widely used was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And this isn't a character that we hear a lot about, but he is awesome. And I was really introduced to Oswald when I went to Disney's California Adventure for the first time. I saw this character, wasn't really sure like who he was, but he's really highlighted and accented at Disney's California Adventure because that park's POV is uh, like the late 1920s when Mickey Mouse was created. So uh, Oswald would have been around at that time as well. So it's just fun that uh, you can see him highlighted there specifically. So he was part of short films. This was the pre-Mickey era, of course, though. But then came in November of 1928, the very first short film that we ever saw with Mickey Mouse, actually Mickey Mouse's first ever uh, debut on film with Steamboat Willie. Since then, the Walt Disney Company has released over a hundred shorts starring Mickey Mouse himself. So out of the 500 that have been created over the last around a hundred years, about a fifth of those star Mickey Mouse. And, of course, there are other short films with Donald and Goofy and Pluto. So many other beloved Disney characters have their own myriad of short films that they star in. I know we were just watching the other day a, a short film because it was we were celebrating Christmas as a family with Pluto. And then uh, the short films with Goofy where he, like, learns how to do stuff. It's like tutorials of, like, how to put together your platinum screen TV or how to play football. You know, those are, like total classics. And something so unique about the old short films is that a lot of them, especially pre-Mickey Mouse, don't have any sound at all. Um, the idea of syncing sound with a moving picture was absolutely revolutionary in the 1920s. And of course, Walt Disney jumped on the bandwagon as soon as he could. And even once there was sound, and this is what's cool, even nowadays with the tradition of Disney short films, um, a lot of times the characters wouldn't speak and sometimes they still don't. So we as the audience member would have to watch their faces and their expressions to really understand the story and what was happening sometimes the music would help move the story forward but it was it was like so cool to think about like no dialogue but the story was told in such an impeccable way and that just really speaks to the artistry of the whole animation team at the Walt Disney Studios through the years but especially at the beginning and again speaking of the beginning someone had to draw every single frame and I'm going to bring this up all the time <laughs> because I think it's fascinating. There are 24 frames per second in film. And so literally for every second that we watch of an animated feature, whether, you know, present day or especially in the past, someone drew every single frame and every movement. And I see those intricacies a lot in these original short films. And I, I think that that's awesome. And yeah, it just blows my mind. And genuinely, that was just the very beginning. In the 1940s, Disney started releasing 
full-length films, but they are affectionately referred to as the package films. And basically, these films were just a compilation of short films put together, and they put them all together to make one full-length feature. And, you know, these short films could range from three to five minutes long, and then some of them were 20 to 30 minutes long. So... I include Fantasia on this list, not that it's technically a package film, but it's kind of the similar concept of like shorter stories all compiled together. And that makes sense for the concept of Fantasia because it's basically like a symphony concert. Um, But like the traditional package films started with Saludos Amigos, The Three Caballeros, Melody Time, Fun and Fancy Free, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And then I also consider The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh a package film because Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was just three shorter Pooh stories all strung together into one full-length feature. Uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, that's just two longer short films. Uh, Fun and Fancy Free is the same way. Melody Time and Three Caballeros um, are other ones that have lots of um, like shorter segments put together in one uh, film together. Another one is Make Mine Music. I forgot to say that earlier. So the Walt Disney Company, especially in the 1940s, relied on short films to help them get through the drop in their audience that they had in the 1940s because their European market was closed off because of the war. And that was such a big market for Disney films. And so they started making these cost effective films and these short films and then putting them together in the package films. It was a great way to get Disney animated features onto the screen for a lot cheaper than they were able to do for something like Snow White or Pinocchio back in those days. Um, And even though these films may not be the greatest of all time, in my opinion, some of them are kind of boring, kind of lose traction because you just feel like you're going through one short to the next for like, you know, an hour or an hour and a half. But I really appreciate um, the risks that they took to even continue making films when their European market was cut off, which again was such a, a huge market for them in those days. And so when you really take a step back and look at these short films, they were really the projects that helped not just build the Walt Disney Studio, but really helped save it in in that really hard time in the 1940s. And it helped build the studio from the ground up. And their significance has only grown throughout the years, in my opinion. And I think it's really important to to look back at the history of something like this. I mean, it's crazy to think a hundred years now, Disney has been making short films. And that just blows my mind. So now moving on to present day, you know, like Walt Disney said, we keep moving forward. On Disney Plus, you can see some of the present day animated shorts in maybe collections, or they just have them kind of all together. And I, I love Disney short films from the olden days and also some of my very favorites actually are modern day short films and I love that Disney in the last 
several years has hopped in with the Pixar tradition of making a short film for every feature length film they release. And so they'll play the short film before the feature length film begins. And like I said, some of those modern day shorts that are in front of the movies have become some of my very, very favorites. Um, And a lot of Disney short films, well, I would say a lot have dialogue, but also a lot feel like silent films because the characters don't speak. And I think that that's truly magical. And I talked about that um, a little bit earlier and have to show my appreciation for the scores, the musical scores that accompany these shorts, especially the ones uh, where there is no dialogue. Um, Oh, my heavens, like nothing short of pure innovation and magic. It's just, it's the best. So I I wanted to take a good bit of this episode to really delve into my very favorites, going pretty much in chronological order. So would I really be the Disney enthusiast that I am if Steamboat Willie wasn't on my list? <laughs> I love this one. I remember when Disney Plus came out couple years ago at this point I think it was about two years ago and one of the very first things I watched on Disney Plus was Steamboat Willie this was released in 1928 November of 28 and this is uh, where Mickey Mouse was born this is the start of Mickey Mouse's career it is truly as classic as it gets and it's in black and white and just it's so fun and I love it So moving on to another one. This one was released in 1952. It is called Lambert the Sheepish Lion. This is a short film all about a lion named Lambert who was raised by a sheep mother. Um, And since he was raised by sheep, he got teased a lot by the other sheep because he looked totally different. But when he grows up, he eventually finds his roar when a wolf comes to attack his mother. And uh, I think this short is just adorable. I love the message of it. It kind of is a unique spin on the story of the ugly duckling, kind of, in my opinion. Because, like, Lambert is different. He doesn't understand why. But what's so cool is when, like, his sheep mom is being, like, is starting to be attacked by this wolf is, like, trying to attack her she starts calling for Lambert because she knows what's inside of him and he didn't even know it. And so it's cool to see mama calling out that identity in Lambert. And it's so cool to see him like find his roar and save his family. And then of course, everyone celebrates him at the end. And these are, you know, definitely more like cartoony characters, but they're also I mean, for being cartoony characters, I feel like they're pretty sophisticated. And the way that they're able to emote in such a way that you empathize with them is remarkable to me. And again, just going back to the fact someone drew every single frame of this. Like, oh, it just blows my mind. It's awesome. So jumping forward several years, more than 20 years, to 1978, this is another one of my favorites, The Small One. This is a short film. It's basically a prequel to the nativity story. So it's set in biblical times, and it's about this little boy who has to sell his donkey. The donkey is small one. 
And anyway, they go through this adventure. And because it's set in biblical times, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, in a Christian family, reading the Bible all the time. And so it's just really fun to see Disney take a stab at, you know, what biblical times could look like through the lens of an animated featurette. And uh, so anyway, they're trying to find someone to sell small one too and this little boy goes on this adventure and and they both do actually small one and this little boy and uh there's like really like climactic moments in it and then um at the end of the day they can't find anyone to to purchase small one and so they don't know what they're gonna do and then all of a sudden this man comes out of nowhere and uh he just asked if the donkey was for sale and the little boy says yes he is and uh he says i'm needing a donkey to carry my wife to bethlehem so of course it's right then you realize oh my gosh this is joseph like this is mary and joseph the parents of jesus himself and so um the short film concludes with um Joseph purchasing small one and he says I know it's one silver coin it's not a lot and the little boy just says I'm just so happy he'll be going to a good home and Joseph reassures him that he will be going to a good home and so small one and the little boy say goodbye and it's so like heartfelt and that's the thing like about Disney short films and I mean short films in general like they have so much less time to tell a full story but I find just because they take the challenge on so seriously, like they create such compelling characters that you fall in love with so quickly and you just like root for them the entire time. And that's exactly how I feel with Small One. And uh, this is definitely Matthew, who's my brother, one of his very favorite short films of all time, arguably his favorite. And so we watch it. I mean, he watched it endlessly as a kid we watch it every year at Christmas time we actually just watched it a couple days ago and I got so emotional at the end like when Joseph came in and then small one and the little boy are saying goodbye and the little boy goes back home and the short film concludes with you see a silhouette of Joseph leading the donkey and Mary on top like uh, riding small one and it's just like so cool like all of my favorite things, you know, like the story of Jesus and Disney, putting them together and like creating this beautiful, heartfelt story. Uh, so I highly recommend watching The Small One any time of year, but especially at Christmas time. It's uh, very entertaining and beautiful to watch. And again, I just I loved seeing Disney tackle a story set in biblical times. I just really loved that. So jumping forward even more to the year 2000, this short film is called John Henry. Uh, this is the short film just telling the American legend of John Henry. And I think it's so unique and so cool. It takes place over like one song. Um, and it's such a catchy one, too. It feels like very soulful. And uh, yeah, I just love it. And the the backgrounds, especially in this short film, um, are they look like a tapestry or like a hand stitched quilt, which is really cool. And so that's kind of 
part of the story. They like tell the story through that medium of like a tapestry, which is uh, really unique. And these these characters have a very distinct look to them. Like I love the way that they're animated and it's uh, vibrant colors all throughout. And uh, again, just like you fall in love with the characters really quickly. And uh, it's it's a story of hope. It's a story of legacy. And it's another, I feel like, unsung hero in the Disney like short film lineup. So John Henry is another great one. Great message, great characters, so much heart. It's wonderful. So moving forward to a short film called Get a Horse. This is another one of my favorites. This one came out in 2013. Uh, Mickey and the gang get back together in this highly innovative short film that uses traditional 2D animation and 3D animation all intertwined. It's very nostalgic because it's very reminiscent of those old Disney short films like in the 1920s and 30s of Mickey Mouse and Minnie. Um, But at the same time, it feels very innovative and creative because in the middle of the short it's like Mickey and the whole gang and Pete is chasing them and what happens is they step out of the screen like the the screen rips where they are they're trying to escape and so the screen rips and they walk like they're running because it's a chase scene and as they're running out of the screen they transform from 2d characters into 3d characters so they transform from 2d black and white characters to 3d colorful characters and so they're like running in a circle but they're running in and out of the 3d world then the 2d world then the 3d world and it's it's so cool so like this one doesn't have like a ton of heart to it like it's more just funny and fun because it's all about this big chase and but it's so cool to watch because of um, the transformation from 2D to 3D back and forth. It's so creative. And I bet the animators just had a ball doing it because they got to combine like computer animation and more traditional style. So I'm all about that one, too. So going into my top Three. I know I've been going through these pretty quickly. I just get so excited that I just like keep talking and I'm like, ah, got to talk about all the Disney short films. So where I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into these ones because these are my top three. So we're going in order from number three to number two to number one, um, starting with Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Well, I guess this is a good tie in from the last episode. Doing a quick plug here. The last episode of my podcast is called The Frozen Feud. And my friend Lindsay and I talked about our differences of opinion between Frozen and Frozen 2. So anyway, going into Olaf's Frozen Adventure. This is a Christmas short film that takes place in Arendelle with the whole Frozen gang. And it's just adorable. I love the music in this one. There's lots of songs packed into this 30-minute short film, and I love watching it every year at Christmas time. So basically, a a quick wrap-up premise of it is Olaf spends his time in this short film looking for Christmas traditions for Anna and Elsa. And they realized at the beginning of the short film, because they had been, like Anna and Elsa had been separated most of their lives, that 
they didn't really have any Christmas traditions together. So anyway, Olaf made it his mission to find a tradition for them. And after some mishaps and shenanigans, Olaf goes missing. And in the midst of it all, Anna and Elsa discover that Olaf was always the one who brought them together every Christmas. And so at the very end, they find Olaf again. And he's so disappointed because he's like, I couldn't find you any traditions. And they said, oh, Olaf, you're our tradition. And I'm actually getting choked up <laughs> right now because <laughs> it's so precious. Again, like these these short films have no right being as like heartfelt <laughs> as they are with the amount of time they have. But like, man, they tell such compelling stories. And I think part of that is just because of uh, the challenge that they have. And so they just like go all in from the very beginning. And so just creating really great stories and this this short film is a great example of that and for this one it's also kind of like a mini musical there's lots of songs in it and my personal favorite is one that Anna and Elsa sing at the very end it's called When We're Together and like I said before this short film like makes me cry literally every time I watch it it is just it's precious and uh, a hot take here I personally am of the opinion that the songs in this, in Olaf's Frozen Adventure, I prefer them over the songs of Frozen 2. They just feel more like characteristic of all of our characters in in the Frozen universe. So I just, yeah, it's beautiful. And it's such a great one to watch during the holidays. And yeah, I love it. Again, Bring your tissues for this one because it just like, it'll get you. <laughs> so delving into the next one, this short film is called Us Again. This came out in 2021. And I have to say, if you haven't seen this short film yet, I give you permission to turn off this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. It's seriously one of the greatest present day short films that I've ever seen. Um, Just a little bit of like background on it and a little sneak peek for you. This is a story about an older gentleman and his optimistic wife who live in a lively city where everyone's dancing. Uh, The man is a little crabby and he uh, doesn't want to go out with his wife. His wife tries to convince him like, come on, let's go out. Um, But he won't have any of it. And so she goes out on her own And uh, he was looking at an old picture of them when they were young, you know, just remembering the good old days. And uh, he goes on their balcony and follows his wife outside, kind of, and is watching her. And something magical happens as it starts to rain. And that is all you get. You got to go watch it. (laughs) But seriously... This short film is stunning from beginning to end, from the very first frame to the very last. And the music for it is incredible. It's scored by Pinar Toprak, and she did an incredible job with this. It's super jazzy. The choreography is very jazzy because everyone's dancing in it. Uh, It really reminds me of La La Land. Um, which is a personal favorite soundtrack and movie of mine. Very jazz-centered choreography and scoring in that film. Um, The vibrant colors and just the choreography are stunning to see. And they all 
like work together really well. And I think part of why I love it too is because I love the rain. Uh, I always have. It's funny because like having people always say like, I have a very bright, optimistic, joyful personality. Like, why would I like rain so much? And I'm honestly not sure. I was born in Seattle, so maybe that's it. It's just like (laughs) in my DNA to love rain because that's where I was born. Uh, But I think that's something else that just makes it feel nostalgic to me. It, It just, all the elements just really worked well together. And something that I wanted to point out specifically with this, especially since it's a modern day short film, I mean, it's only been out for about a year now. Um, the character animation is so unique. And I think that's something that not just Disney, but all, you know, mainstream like animation studios are falling into is because they're in this like CG, like computer generated world of animation, all the characters are starting to lose their distinctiveness. Like, um, I mean, an example of this would be like Rapunzel and then Anna and Elsa. They all look like, number one, they could be related, which is why there's so many theories of like, maybe they're cousins, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it and this is just my personal opinion. I feel like they took the design of Rapunzel and just put different skin tone, different eye color and different hair color. And then, oh, there's Anna and Elsa. And I feel like it's just feels a little more cookie cutter because when we go back to like the Disney Renaissance um, the the characters all looked very distinctive from movie to movie think about like the characters in Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin versus Pocahontas versus Hunchback of Notre Dame and then Hercules like each character like all the characters in those stories had a very distinct look to them and so nowadays I feel like we're kind of losing that and my hope and desire is that Disney especially because I champion Disney the most because that's my favorite that they really um get creative again with their design of their characters and that's something that is actually I really see here in this short film Us Again is very distinctive character designs they don't feel cookie cutter and one thing I actually love about this short film is that the main characters are an interracial couple and I love seeing their differences in their animation and their characters their you know the differences in their faces and I just I think it's beautiful. And I, um, yeah, I love to see a new set of characters that don't look like characters that I just saw in the movie, you know, a year ago before. So I think they did an incredible job with that, which is just another reason why I love this short film. And like I said, if you haven't seen it, go do it now. It has quickly become a forever favorite and in my opinion, a classic. So that's my number two. So Olaf's Frozen Adventure was my third favorite. Us Again is my second favorite. And then my very favorite Disney short film of all time is a short film called Paper Man. This one came out in 2012. And this short film is about this man and woman who are brought together by paper airplanes that come to life and they fall in love. And it's... Um, again, just like with us again, it is stunning from beginning to end. Um, 
a quick thing that I need to add here is I love this short film so much that I walked down the aisle at my wedding to the score of this short film. And so every time I watch this now, it takes me back. Um, you hear that <laughs> that little squeak in my voice? <laughs> that means I'm about to cry. <laughs> Um, it really takes me back to that moment where I was in my wedding dress and my dad, like I had my arm in my dad's, the double door entrance, seeing all of these people, just like I was overwhelmed with excitement and like, oh my gosh, all these people are here to celebrate us. And then of course, looking and seeing a very weepy Nathan <laughs> at the end of the aisle. I um, remember being like this is a total tangent from talking about the short film but we I didn't know what I wanted to walk down the aisle to I was stuck between two things paper man and then one of my favorite songs by sleeping at last his cover of every little thing she does is magic and I remember we were going on a walk one day and I showed him both songs and I was like what do you think like what should I do and as soon as I turned on paper man he got emotional and he's like this is it and here I go crying again um and it really was like and it was a moment of pure magic that I will never forget and so um just seeing this beautiful short film with such it's such innocent beautiful storytelling not a word is spoken in this one and also oh I forgot to mention that in us again no dialogue just telling the story through action, dance, and music. And Paper Man doesn't have dance, but it's got lots of beautiful action and beautiful music. I got to shout out Christoph Beck uh, for his incredible score on this one. It's very, it feels nostalgic, but it also feels modern, but in a good way. It's like he brought in elements that we would find in like modern day pop music, um, and then blended it beautifully with cinematic type music. So like lots of stringed instruments and just beautiful, energetic um, progressions as well. Um, and so, yeah, the, the music is just beautiful. And honestly, aside from my personal attachments, the short itself is just stunning. Uh, I love the animation style. It really truly feels like a return of form to like the original short films or the original Disney animated features. It is computer generated, but it's done in a style where it looks hand drawn. Um, and so it feels really nostalgic and very much so like a callback to, you know, Steamboat Willie even with uh, just different shades of, you know, it's just black and white and there is one color in the short film and it is red the girl in the story has red lipstick and then one of the paper airplanes has a lipstick stain of hers on it and it's it's so cool I love the setting of this I it feels like New York City if it's not New York City it feels a lot like it there's like trains and then these high-rise building skyscrapers and then uh the guy character is trying to get this girl's attention because she's in like a high rise in another building right next to him. And so he starts out of paper in his office, starts making these paper airplanes and trying to throw them into the window where she is and trying to get her attention. And uh, he has no success. And then 
something very magical happens. The paper airplane that had her lipstick stain on it um, comes to life and leads a whole huge group of uh, paper airplanes, and it leads them back to each other. And uh, I love that magic exists in this world, but it isn't like pixie dust magic. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a fairy godmother shows up and waves her magic wand and they come together. Like, it's, um, it's magical in its own unique way. And it feels contemporary and also of another time, which I, I just love. And yeah, I do think my very favorite short films ever are always like romance stories. Um, but again, it's no words are said. You hear a couple times like sighs or like chuckles in this short film. Um, but overall, it's just no dialogue, but you know exactly what's happening in the story. You know, it's just, it's so well communicated through the art and through the music. Um, and I could go on and on and on about this short film for forever and ever, but it's, uh, I should probably cap it off right about here. But I will say, every time I watch this, I think about my wedding day. I think about Nathan, and I think about that moment of walking down the aisle arm-in-arm uh, arm with my dad and then us getting married. It is, it's beautiful. And then just having that memory accompanied with just a beautiful short film is like the icing on the cake. So... Man, this has been such a fun episode. And when I was preparing for it, I had no idea how many of these short films are so beloved to me. But, I mean, there's a ton to choose from. Like, there's over 500 of them, which really just blows my mind. I think that these short films are an excellent way for animators, directors, and creators to get to experience uh, not experience, excuse me, experiment with technologies or just story ideas that they feel wouldn't necessarily work in a full length feature. But you know, yeah, we'll try it for a five, seven minute short. And again, I think they just really go for it. Because they know that they have to be bold. They know that they have to create characters that are memorable from the very beginning. And so there's no like lackluster characters in these. They're really beautiful and just incredible. I know I've used that word a lot, but, and I was thinking about this. These short films really, I feel like are about as long as like a bedtime story. You know, imagine that you, you know, if you have kids and they ask you to tell them a bedtime story at the end of the night before they go to sleep you know, it would probably be about a five to minute, five to seven minute long story. And that's the time that a lot of these short films uh, happen in. And they are the ultimate efficient stories. They have, you know, just those few minutes to tell a story go from once upon a time to the end. And it's not just that, they create those compelling characters that the audience will fall in love with and root for them to win at the end of their story. And maybe that's why they feel so nostalgic is because they just feel like a bedtime story and they're comforting and they're creative and just so heartfelt. Yeah, I just love them. 
So I just, again, wanted to say thank you so much uh, for hanging out with me on this episode. I hope that uh, you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did uh, prepping for it. This is like just been such a blast in recording this and talking through the Disney short films with you. I know we barely scratched the script. Excuse me. Barely scratched the surface. Um, but that's just that's the fun of it. So I hope that you go on your own journey with the Disney short films. Maybe look up some stuff on Disney Plus. See what you can find on YouTube. Some of the oldies from the 1940s. Um, it could be really fun to delve into. So I wanted to pose a question at the end of this episode as I did in the last episode what is your favorite Disney short film and why go ahead and email your answers to magic through my eyes pod at gmail.com and I'd love to read them on the next episode to hear what you guys love in the Disney short films and speaking of that I got some very fun feedback from the last episode, The Frozen Feud. Uh, this is from Madison. She and I were messaging back and forth a little bit today. And she pointed out an error in my episode, or our episode, Lindsay and I, that we did together, saying that Elsa was the very first Disney princess to have superpowers. And she reminded me that Dear Rapunzel has magic hair that glows when she sings. And of course can um, heal people too. So anyway, had to throw that in there. And thank you, Madison, for the feedback. Um, I love hearing from you guys. Um, it's always so encouraging. So I really like encourage you to, to reach out, whether you want to DM me on Instagram or message me um, or send an email to magicthroughmyeyespod at gmail.com. I'm going to plug it. <laughs> I also have a link to my Instagram and uh, the podcast email in the show notes of today's episode. So I'd love to get connected with you guys in that way. I will be back for another episode next week. And uh, I hope you'll come back for more of the magic because I really love doing these. And I hope that you love listening to them too. And just remember that you are an amazing human. Thank you so much for listening. Have a magical, magical day, and I'll see you real soon.